All right, all right, all right. Welcome to uh, something else. Episode 81. Good vibes. Uh, and you know what? I never I realized I never introduced myself because we've had guests on the show that don't say I'm like, why don't they say it? It's your host, Kaleo. What it do, what it do. You had to know my name by now. But uh, yeah, episode 81. Tell us what's good with this. Hey man, another week. Uh, ready to jump into it with the fellas, you know. Just been trying to get after it, teach myself some self discipline, get back to working out on the regular and all that stuff, and trying to make 2021 great. How long did you take off from working out? Uh, probably like, I mean, it wasn't that I necessarily took time off, just basically since my brother's wedding in November. I hadn't been as uh, consistent. So it's basically just getting back to instead of going only like a few times a week, getting back to, you know, grinding it out and, you know, being a, being a workout warrior. Superfly, what's good, man? That's what I'm. Since yesterday, a little bit. I ain't trust me. I'm still peeking out my window, out the blinds, making sure ain't no, you know, I'm saying craziness going on, and you know we're gonna be protected. But hey, we we breathing a little bit easier right now, man. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been yeah, yeah. That was felt because. I live close to where they house um, Air Force One. And yesterday, after the former uh, person in charge of the country uh, departed, I looked out my window to make sure that it was real, that it was, I could see it taking off and getting out of Dodge. And we're on the brighter days. So, right. He was good, man. It's Thursday, you know. Uh, the workout uh, for the weeks has been uh, kicking back in. You did, and um, like uh, CB said, I'm just trying to I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to find that that uh, <clears throat> that uh, that wave that I was in uh, of working out five days a week. You know, getting it in, trying to uh, you know improve. And uh, see me and my homeboy Mike, we uh, included the uh, the ladders and the cones to the. Uh, to the workout so we can kind of hit those up before we actually do the workout that we was pushing up before so you know trying to 2021 you know out there like we uh <laughs> right <Leveling laughs> yeah definitely like i'm trying to get a contract with somebody nice nice yeah I, um i took a couple weeks off from the low carb keto stuff towards the end of the year going into christmas slash my birthday because you just you need a reset and there's no like having to reset when you're on vacation. But the thing is about that reset, it literally feels like you're starting all over from scratch because within two weeks, your eating habits change. Depends on how hard you're going. I went hard. And then your workout habits. I tried to get up and do at least some kind of physical activity within the house, but I wasn't really doing anything. And then the weather hasn't been able to, wasn't cooperative. So 
Monday was the first day I kind of got back into making sure I, I put in an hour at least. And that's still tough because being in the house, I mean, you, you have to, I bought um, a much stronger pre-workout to to push me even more to, to do something within the house. Because once you take it, you're committed. Right. Because that stuff is, is pretty powerful. And I think this one, I got um, one has creatine in it by accident. And it's, it's, it's horrible. It's hard. It's absolutely horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But I, but I stuck with it for the two days, and then last night I did a workout without without it, and that was tough because I don't I didn't have the body motivation to do it. But we got through it. Um, but yeah, just just a reset. I'm not going to the gym. Are you any guys at the gym? I am, um, and I will post when I'm there, and when people see that I'm there, unlike a bunch of other people that are there. I'm dressed like I'm in a hazmat suit. So I'm still not like, I'm still masked up in there. Uh, I'm wearing, I'm literally wearing baseball gloves. I, I'm I'm thinking people are probably looking at me like, yo, this dude is soft. He's wearing gloves in the gym. And I'm like, guys, it's COVID. Like it's literally, this shit is still real. Like people are in there acting like nothing's going on. And I'm like, Nah, man, I've had people in my family get it. So, like, I'm not going to be the one. Like, I already know I'm taking a calculated risk. So, if I'm going to be putting myself in that situation, you better believe I'm wiping everything down and I'm covered up. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's one of those things where I'm not I'm not in there to make any kind of fashion statement except for what shoes are on my feet. Right. Absolutely. Definitely hitting that outside in the parking lot, sometimes in the garage, if we, you know, depending on what it is, uh, you know. Got to get some good uh, vitamin D in my system as well as, uh, you know, just uh, it's, it's different hitting it outside. You know what I mean? I think it's like that natural element of, you know, kind of old school, high school moments of, you know, especially now that we got the ladders back going. Let me tell you, <laughs> All I say, it bring back memories and then you just be like, damn, I, like, why do we even do that? Like at an early age, like well, the stuff that they put you through on that ladder and them cones is retarded. So we let that go. You getting the vitamin D in your system, but we just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in, all, in all forms of fashion. You dig. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I go to the, one of the $10 gyms that you see having specials on. And I used to even work there too. Uh, so I know how they how you treat a ten dollar gym or how staff treats a ten dollar gym, and yeah, I, I had to put my membership on freeze. Just, I know I'm not going. There's no, I probably could go if I wanted to, but this you just don't know. It's too many elements, and by it being 24 hours, or they may have closed it down so they can do like deep cleanings overnight. There's still too many elements. You just don't know. And so I'd rather just work out in the house. And then as the weather starts to break, just take advantage of the longer daylight. So the tougher part, I should say, is winter months working out in the house because sun is setting while I'm still at work. Yep. And it's easier doing cardio like outside with the mask on when it's cold. Absolutely. But like, do y'all get the little crazy looks if you ever like try to take your mask down to get a breath in or something? Like, <laughs> I'm like, we outside. Like, I'm like 20 feet away from you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Chill. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. And that's tough, too, because you are outside. 
But then normally what I do is I'll have I'll have and if I see somebody in the distance approaching, then I'm putting it on, and then I'll at least keep it and you know, keep it on a little bit past them. But I mean, yeah, like you said you yeah, it's are tough outside. To wear it when it's warm, it's tough to wear it all the time when you're working out. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't see a foreseeable future for that going back to normal. That's one of those businesses where, I mean, people are going to do what they got to do. I mean, that's an essential business. They they're trying to keep it safe, but. Let's be real. I mean, you still got sweat. You know, you don't know how at this point how COVID comes along. It's, it's not worth it. Um, so, see what we got going on here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's get to it. That's right. So yesterday we had uh, a lot of we had a couple of things go down yesterday. Um, let me get this off. There we go. Uh, let's start with the first thing. I wanted to break it down um, by topic. Um, so right here we have Madam Vice President being sworn in. First woman, first woman of color. I mean, she's got multi layers of, you know, of generations worth there. She's Jamaican. She's part Asian, I believe. Um, you know, all that, which is great. But let's let's start with the two most well, the most important. She's a woman. A woman has broken the the glass ceiling and holds the number two most powerful position in the world, well, in America at least. And I want to say, I mean, from the way it looks, I think, and I think Biden knows he's a one-term president. You know, not by just being a lame duck. I just think he knows just by how old he is, and we know how, like the the age, the aging process goes. I mean, Trump was the only person I, I who looked probably better leaving than he did when he came in. But we saw no stress when he was in office. He was just causing <laughs> We he saw how played more with, golf while he was in office than he did outside of office. Right. We saw it happen with Obama. He went in, he all you know, hair jet black. He left out. It's like it's worse. It's not even salt and pepper anymore. It's like it's all the way great. And they probably was driving his ass crazy and stressing stressing him out for sure. Did eight years. But my prediction is that Biden will be, he will only do four. Because again, at a certain point, he's going to go in and try to fix everything he can within the four years. He has he has the House and the Senate. So he can probably hopefully get a lot of things done. And then maybe he's, I think he's he's prepping Kamala to, to boost her up. We, there's somebody in play up next. And that was a thing we've already talked about that, how there was nobody in play after Obama, especially after Biden, after Bo passed, Biden lost his, you know, his edge to run. Uh, just, you know, express your feelings on how you feel about uh, Madam Vice President. If you got any. Who wants to lead it off? I'll go. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, listen, I think representation is there. You know, that's good. Um, 
it, it's it's interesting to see um, how much more she's involved with what's policies and um, kind of leading, you know, certain things that should be, you know, should be definitely kicked into play here within the first, you know, uh, they always give them a benchmark of the first hundred days. Um, but I think you have less than that, you know, uh, you have first, I mean, day one, he was in there doing his thing, which is good, but you know, that has to continue. And I think where she plays the part is, is making sure that he doesn't fall off on the areas that we know we've been addressing and wanted addressed and not just kind of sit there and, and say, well, we will get to it. It's to see it's on the table type deal. Um, as far as prepping her for her to be the the prez next, I mean I can see that. Um low key though, I you know, I kinda I kinda see a joint though, if she is the one to run, that if she were to bring somebody with her or if somebody was in the mix to be up next, I would I I see Cory Booker playing a role. And that's just me. I think he has a he's got a strong standpoint as far as what's going on. Um, I think at this at this kind of day and age, and I'll keep it short, is I think we're just looking for a commonality of what's right and what's wrong. And I think he uh, he presents that in a format that's easy for anybody on either side to understand it without having to sound like I'm, you know, trying to press on you. This is my agenda for my people. This is a this is how everybody can get better, you know what I'm saying, type situation. And again, you know, we don't really focus on that, but ultimately we know we can't just not say it, though. Bernie not going to make it till uh, unfortunately, Bernie might not make it four more years, homie. I think given our country, unless unless we're willing to participate in, ev in even greater numbers, um, as far as voting goes and voting on the Democratic ticket, I don't think we'll see a Harris um, Booker ticket just because we saw the response to a black president after Barack. If we have a black president and a black vice president, like white people are going to lose their minds. Like it's not, it's not going to happen. I don't, I'm, I'm very skeptical of that happening, but I do think that, um, you know, I don't I'm hoping that that Biden can, you know what I mean, survive this because it is a very taxing, you know what I mean, role. Um, and I just I'm not sure if Kamala, you know, has the if Kamala was running on her own, you know, she ran her own before. Like the pe people just did. There's something about her that people, you know what I'm saying, just dislike. Um, and. You know, I think she has four years and opportunity to really make the case. And I think that's what this is going to be about. Um, but, you know, I'd like to see truthfully um, somebody like a. Um, damn, now, now I'm blanking on her name in Georgia. Um, Stacey Abrams really, to me, is the ideal. Now, it's going to be tough. like I don't even know if she you know what I mean? If she if she's going to be ready in that role or even wants that role, she might be going for governor, you know, but. I think it'll be tough to see two black people on a ticket in the next, you know, 10 years. I just think the country is just not there yet. Unfortunately. Oh, Kaleo's on mute. You're right. I muted myself. <laughs> I think you're right. I think the response to 
Obama for eight years was the extreme. And Trump presented the extreme to them. Like, how can we erase eight years of, and that's what he pulled on. He tugged on those those racial strings. I'm going to erase eight years of this black guy that's been running the country, who's probably not even from this country. You know, let's 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 go ahead and let's summons his his birth certificate. Show me where he's from. You know, he's Muslim. You know, that's those are the strings he tugged, and and got those guys out of the, you know pulled everybody out. I mean, and now the country is it show. I mean, because you still have these pocket of people who are pissed off and think that Donnie is coming to their rescue. You know, he's going to start this this new party, and he's going to. He's a record break. number of people voted for Trump, and four hundred thousand people are dead from coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? Like this, right? This country is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I, I guess is, is it really? And I and like I said, I, I'm, I'll, I'll play this. I'll play this card. Is it is it really surprising though? Because my thing is, no. all he did was just give a voice to the people that's been low key, just kind of chilling out. They've always voted for that person that had that same mentality. Not but that they, many though. Like it's a record nah, number. Nah, nah, see, because so my thing is this. So we say not that many is because no different from us realizing when Obama was in office, how many people actually rocked with us that we didn't think so before right. because it was not visual right the visual is what with him being in that in in that in that stance the people that really rocked with that type of lifestyle and that living now all of a sudden started to come out of their houses right where they've always just been we they've been handling business that way without having to be seen right, right. so when we say oh all of a sudden it's you know a record number I don't think it's a record number just based upon they was always they was like, we ain't got to go because we know it's more of us that are thinking this way than it is anybody else because they too lazy to get out because they feel like it's just going to fall in their lap. And we've already been in this leading position for how, you know, for forever. We ain't got to change nothing Mm -hmm. with the eight years that came in with with Obama. I think then it was all of a sudden it was like, hold up. We might have to uh, figure out something else because it was like four years. We all right. That's that's a fluke. They hit him with another four, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, nah, 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 nah. nah. We gotta do something. And I think in in that in that mindset, I don't. To me, and I'm saying this not from a positive standpoint or just trying to I, like I wouldn't anything now that falls within that office place over there because I'll just leave it at that for right now because just because there's some some new people in there don't mean that stuff changes that. I'm not surprised whatever goes into that office until I start seeing the policies that follow the person that says they're going to do whatever it is. I don't right. care if you white, black, purple, or green, it, if it don't change, I'm not surprised at anything that happens. Right. Yeah. But I think, real quick, see, before you go, I think the outlook on this go around is there's hope. You know, we have people in position that know the job. You know, or in one of the baseline, right? Yeah, exactly. My best. Go ahead, CB. No, um, I, I, I'm agreeing with a lot of the stuff that you guys have to say. I think that uh, the the Dems in general don't want to get too far ahead of themselves because if we remember four years ago, they were so sure they had everything in the bag, and they were so pressed to have the first woman president that they just put you know everything 
behind Hillary and we're just and they're just like, yeah, we got this and we saw what happened. So it's one of those things where I don't think, you know, two days into the job that, you know, the like, how do you start prepping for the next term? Like, yo, let's get some stuff turned around, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm one of those people that it like I, I there's a sense of relief that there's some competency, at least someone that can speak. Uh, exactly. And that might be Kamala. You know what I mean? Like, not even Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe be cracking me up with some of the stuff that like. You know him just forgetting stuff like some of the memes. Are, he did a you know, great job with his speech, though, for Joe standards. Yeah. Like, that oh was, he, he knocked yeah. it out the park. Yeah, um, and you know it's one of those things like Fossey coming out and being like, "Hey, at least this administration, if they say if they don't know something, instead of making something up in front of the microphone in front of millions of people, they can just actually say like, oh, we don't know. We're going right. to hear the facts. The, the only expert. give you the facts. Yeah, right. Like." You know, so some of that is encouraging. Like that's something that you know is very encouraging. Uh, but at the end of the day, we know that um, it's not like this was a landslide victory. We know that out in the streets and everything, there's still a lot of division that we've, you know, as a society, still got to work through. So um, it's positive. But I don't want people to act like they just won the Super Bowl already. You know what I mean? We still got a game to play. Like there's a game to play every day. So um, we can we can be happy that you that a certain orange faced ind individual um, isn't, you know, on Pennsylvania Ave anymore. But, uh, you know, there, there's still work to be done. We still got a, a fractured country uh, per like that's the way that I'm looking at it. And it's one of those things that, you know, we trying to trying to use this as a launching point for us to all get better. You know what I mean? It, there's, there is a sense of, you know, at least hoping to move in the right direction. Right. Right. And I think that the, you can see the shift just a little bit. Like I said, record number did vote for him. And also within the record number of voting for him, they were able to flip Georgia. They were able, you know, certain things, the big key points, you know, or key States were able to, they were able to grab those. I mean, that, Again, Stacey Abrams is was the the huge player down there for them, um, but still within that, there were enough people who, who couldn't take another four years of what we had. And honestly, it didn't matter. It really doesn't matter who's in office, as long as it's not him, right? Somebody who who know whose whose life is politics. Somebody who at least knows how to run the country. And and that's that wasn't him. Ronald Reagan was a movie star, an actor, but he at least kind of you know got into politics. This dude right here, it was just all about a mirror show. He like looks looking at himself in the mirror and seeing what he can do. And it was the front for Russia the entire time, man. We know this, right? And we'll we'll get and we'll get into um, spots. Was good, man. And we'll get into what's what's what we think next for that guy. But I wanted to touch on another key part about this. I think that we know that um, Kamala has, you know, she's made some some decisions as district attorney. Is it district attorney? She's made some decisions that were very unpopular within, you know, within the black culture. Um, and, you know, that's going to stick with her. You know, a lot of people are going, that's going to follow her around because a lot of people won't be able to get past that. And 
So like a lot of rhetoric I've been seeing on social media, especially within like some of my friends, you know, they, it's not that they don't believe in her, but they, it's the, the rhetoric they're using towards like they don't even like her, which is okay. You have a right to like that, but what's the alternative? You know, you, you don't like Trump. You don't like Biden. And now, I mean, now we have this in play, at least some type of change. And now well, I still don't believe her, you know, Look at, and then like one of the quotes I saw is, all right, black people, you voted for her, now watch what you get. And this is coming from a black woman. But I'm like, well, what's the alternative? Also, you it's know, like, if you got, you're gonna, if you have some sort of experience, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, all right, if you are a heart surgeon, right? You do enough surgeries, somebody's gonna die on the table. You know what I'm saying? It's not, if you are a cop for a long enough time, you probably gonna hurt somebody in one way or another during your job, right? Like it's not none of this stuff is non-contact. You know what I mean? And nobody's going to have a perfect, pure, you know what I'm saying, record and fit whatever you think is gonna be. And it's it's really about, you know what I mean, prioritizing what your values are and finding out which people doing the work to understand which people align with your values. And it's too easy to go. I don't like none of them. You have to make a choice because it's your job to participate as a citizen. So, like uh, to me, it's a cop out to just say, "Okay, this these people don't fit my roles, and I'm smarter than all of y'all by not voting or not participating." And I'm gonna sit back and laugh, but you didn't vote. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you don't vote, STFU. You know what I'm saying? Man, look these these are the same people. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna drop it. These are the same people that will that will go to the Gucci store, post that they at the Gucci store, screenshot, do all of the above for all for their viewers, but then to get some uh local black, you know, business stuff sent to them for the for the free, just to push the culture, won't even post it, won't even give it the same energy. That it should have if you if it was somebody else, you know what I mean. It, and you, I mean, you hit it on the head. There's not really much to say after that. They, you got you gonna find something to complain about from everybody. Nobody in any office is walking around spotless. That you're not gonna sit there and not uh, like something that they either agreed to, whether it was a, a group of us decided that was just the best way. We knew we weren't gonna win, but this is what we were pushing for. You got to get something out of nothing, even if it looks like you were in the bad for, you know, trying to do something. So I like I said, man, it's at this point, the only good thing that comes out of this is you actually want to listen to the person that's going to be talking now. That's actually up there, regardless of it's Joe or uh, or Kamala. But at the same time, like it's, it's so much fractured that they have to kind of like even start to piece together so that before we can even get to then. Okay, now that that wound is kind of like put together, now what are we doing to move forward so that doesn't happen again? So, you know, it, just, it takes time. But, you know, we are definitely, uh, we're victims of our own, what have you done for me lately? But then won't, won't turn around and give that same energy to stuff that we need to do. Right. TV, anything? I mean, those mm -hmm. dudes, they, they crushed it. So, you know. Yeah, gotcha. All right. So now, President Joseph R. Biden II. 
Anyways, President 46 uh, was sworn in yesterday, and he's the oldest president to ever take the office. You know, they're going to tell you that a bunch of times. They're going to tell you about, you know, some of this. The man was in politics for God knows how long, way before we were even born, right? So, you know, I've seen, you know, all the negative about, you know, well, this is what he did back in 76 or whatever. And I'm like, well, come on now. We're in 2021 now. You know, again, the shift of energy can change. You're not the same person you were right, back then. And even if you are, you know, you're still like, you're still likable enough to get office. Right. And all these people saying that none of them want to be judged on what they did at 21. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's start bringing out the records if we want to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Exactly. People love um, to point out everyone else's flaws. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but don't look at me. Exactly. It's it's easy to point the finger, right? Um, so he was sworn in. He is now officially president. And again, we were saying he's the oldest one to take the seat. But I I want to say that. I think the the first thing that jumps off back about this guy um, is a couple of days ago, he gave uh, like a farewell speech to Delaware, like, you know, as he's getting ready to take the train or the, he took a plane down to D.C. for the inauguration. And he was at his son's um, a center for named after his son. And the whole time it was emotion. Like you felt it like he was tearing up and it wasn't an act. It wasn't no. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna put on the best airs. No, this guy, like, it's emotion, family values, um, and that's like, I think you had to feel that because we haven't had anybody on TV outside of Van Jones to represent anything type of, you know, emotion. Van Jones, the empathy god. Oh my god, Van Jones gave you that ugly cry quick, but it just, it felt good to. to to hear that, like this guy, this guy actually loves his kids. You know, they're not just pawns, or he's not talking about how sexy his daughter is, and if he wasn't her dad. You know, come on now, this is like family values. His wife is a doctor, and she's still going to work and teach. Like this is this. Can we is take a minute getting. to talk about what kind of upgrade we just went? <laughs> we went through from one first lady to the next. Are we going? Is that too much? We can move no, on. No, 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 this is this is the, the platform upgrade. That's an upgrade. Like I don't know what. Like we just got look that much smart. My yeah. God! Like all the all the jokes that are coming out, you know, over the last you know week or whatever about. Orange man's family and everything, and like <laughs> them leaving his son, like all the home alone memes that are coming out of them just forgetting him and leaving <laughs> him here. And it's like, yeah. Did y'all see the joint where it was like uh Will Smith and the last day, last episode? It was like this is <laughs> <laughs> yo, and like and then like the images of you know them getting on the plane or whatever, and Melania just storming right through, like yo. Can't even wait to get out of the, you know, get out of Dodge, whatever, you know, like it's just it's wild because that's really the environment that we've had over the last four years. So to actually have a family oriented, you know, person in front of the country, it's like, yo, that's kind of wild, man. This dude, you know, not done that multiple wives. 
you know what I mean? Like never got caught cheating with a porn star, you know, like, like yeah, you were saying, kind of talking weird about his own daughter. Like, you know, like it's just kind of like we were talking about it's, it's refreshing. You know, it's, it's like, all right, like the optics are great. The optics are a yeah. lot better. You know what I mean? At least from that standpoint. If you Google Dr. Jill Biden, you're going all the pictures you get, you can share with your family. Like there's there, there are no questionable pictures. Like and let's talk about she can we have a first lady that can probably write her own speech and it won't sound anything resemble anything Michelle Obama said. It right. man, look, let me tell you. It feels great. Yeah. This, this feels great. And the grandkids got a little bit of swag to them. Like, we still think Amazing swag. swag. <laughs> Amazing swag. I can't remember his granddaughter's name, but she got a, she, I saw him yesterday on her feet. She got a custom pair of J's made for her. I respect and, it. And they, I, I saw, they took a picture of him and on the back had 46. And, it's just, look, the whole family. That's, that's what they say. That's drip. What they say. <laughs> just, look, man, family values. And I, I think that's what we're. <laughs> exactly. This is what we're inheriting, man, again. And this is this is outside the work that has to get done. This is the feeling. This is what we're giving off as a country now. And look, all that, all that stuff that happened in the four years that felt like a lifetime just came, just let it all out in one big exhale yesterday, just for a moment. But now it's time to get to work, right? Yeah. So he has a lot to do, along with, and, I, and I, he's, he's putting his team together, and I said, we'll see, but he's got to, you know, like we talked about, uniting a country. And there's a lot of doubters, there's a lot of hatred. There are people, people, Americans, who want to, maybe not, they want to harm politicians right now. Mainly those two, to the point where you know it didn't feel right. Like you know, inauguration is normally a point in time where you go and you celebrate the candidate you picked winning, or just be part of festivities. Always parties going on. You know, if if you didn't like Trump, but trust me, there are probably a lot of people who didn't vote for him down there partying and getting drunk with a lot of Trump supporters four years ago. I wasn't. Just, but... No, anything. No, I don't. <laughs> No, no. I remember when Obama's inauguration, they literally, you had, they, not that, that they that had to lit. shut the city down, but there was no way you could get in the city because Jay Z had a party over here, Beyonce had a party over there, and you almost had to shuttle in and they drop you off on the outskirts. You had to walk in, just the whole city was turned up. And Wasn't Jay Z and Jeezy at like Park or something like that doing yep. My President is Black? They Yep, and they they had they had a show at um, Warner Theater as well. Disney and Nas, that's what it was. And it was just look the the time was different. And now because of the tree, the insurrection or these you know the the people had committed treason because that's what that's what they are. You know the city's has been on lockdown. It's still gonna be a lockdown for a while, at least to the end of February, from what I'm hearing. You know some people are moving in and out, but it's gated, it's fenced. Um, so virtual. So I watched the what I could the replay of the celebration last night. The fireworks display was amazing. Did you hear? Even, yeah, I, I didn't Did hear. No, nah, yeah, we can hear the rumble from our house. Oh man, I wish. 
I just know that we didn't we don't even get that on Fourth of July. <laughs> it was he was amazing, amazing. Yeah, Disney thanks though. Yeah. Right. Um. So what do you, what do you, how do you guys feel? I mean, we touched bases with the the Kamala, but how do you feel about uh Joe officially being forty six now? I'll go. I've all I'll, I've always liked Joe Biden. Um, ever since he ran, he ran in like two thousand. I think that was like the first time I was kind of aware of him, and I was a voting age. Um, always liked his personality. Wasn't sure whether or not he had um all the tools. Um, but you know, I grew to respect him a lot, especially like learning his story. Just you know, the amount of loss that he went through is something that like most people can't yeah. even fathom. Um, so, you know, that he has a deeper level of understanding when it comes to, you know, sending troops to war and stuff like that. Like there's a, there's an actual loss that he, you know, he's dealt with many times over. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, someone who can, uh, manage that and still, you know, have an impact the way he has professionally is it to me to be commended. Um, and then also, you know, it takes some humility, I think, to for him to be um, Obama's vice president. You know what I'm saying? He ran against him. You're talking about a younger guy. You know what I mean? A black dude, the first black president. Like, you know, given given that and being humble enough to go, OK, I'm a, I'm a ride with you for eight years like that. You know, to me, speaks volumes about his character as well. So. You know, I think from that standpoint, it's it, it wasn't my top choice, but you know, I can definitely rock with with Biden in in in, in the office. Yeah, I was saying like not not the first guy that I would have necessarily thought, but he was he was the best alternative in in this scenario, and I think that. The eight years that he had with Obama and, you know, that like they they optically and I don't know him personally, but they really look like these guys are friends like that. You know, they developed at least a very good relationship um, while they were working together and everything. And that's obviously, I think, something that maybe I haven't heard it touched on too much, but that's a big thing, I think, in terms of what allowed him to be successful this go around is that, you know, he he was there with with Obama. And so as when we're looking for people to help start turn like the tide of, you know, the country around, like we want symbols of unity up there. Right. So, you know, you do have uh, a woman up there who's knocking down all these barriers, right? But then you also have, yeah, it's another white dude, but this white dude has actually worked with a black dude before, you right. know? And what was, you know, by, by, you know what however I mean? you want to measure it, was successful, yeah. you know? So um, I think from that standpoint, like it, it's it's the move that, you know, we got to go with now. And I, you know, I'm, I'm encouraged. It's again, it's one of those things where I think the bar has been set so low, like the, it really <laughs> is so low that like y'all, y'all can want, apply for any want job you want. Anybody, all of y'all can apply for whatever job you want, man. All you, <laughs> president, <laughs> president of the United States, you can do whatever you want. 
for real. You like you don't, you, don't, you don't need a resume. Just, just go up. <laughs> if this was the job you want, go in there and go get it. And you can bash that job like however many years prior and say, you know, well, you know, if I was going to be the manager at any fast food joint, it would be McDonald's. You know why? Because they will let, they will hire anybody, blah, blah, blah. Because that's that's what Redface said about the Republican Party. Uh, he was, you know, he was like, yeah, if I ran for president, I'd run as a Republican uh, because those guys are basically, you know, those guys are idiots. That's basically what he said. And it was like, yo, dude, and this guy got the job. Like, what? And they voted him back in office after he failed miserably. You can go get whatever job you want, man. Fuck qualifications. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm encouraged. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I hit you with the late breaking news. That's not really breaking news. Uh, but uh, uh, Melania Trump is going to renegotiate her uh, her prenup with uh, Donald again to make sure that uh, he pays her enough to so she won't drop the dime on him in a book or whatever, because clearly we can't understand when she's talked, so she has to write the shit down. So, um, but nah, li- listen, you know, at the end of the day, un- un- and I think I think it's a matter of context and in- how we say it, but I- I'll put it to you like this. I, I can care less who's in there other than the person that was there before, right? That type of hatred that type of i make it happen i don't listen i don't do things of that nature i think that it comes from a a matter of you know when they say lesser of two evils you know there's a lot of people that's like pro bernie but everything that bernie said i don't rock with so it's, it's not different from what joe said i don't rock with everything as well but what we have is a collective person that actually like cleo said has emotion right can understand the natural being of a regular human being, normal, working class, you know, uh, who's lost, you know, something before, who hasn't had everything kind of just handed to them. So the sympathy card that you normally would play in somebody who's a normal person who has normality, uh, we're going to get that. And, you know, let's just be, call it what it is. I I definitely don't watch them at all, but we'll hear Fox News is going to call him soft because he cries and this and because he does this and he always mentioning his son and and people are going to run with that but at the end of the day it's what we take from him being straight up and saying as a person who cares about another person this is what i'm trying to do to make sure that you see that this is the way that we were supposed to be doing this anyway and from that you hope that that builds off of really at the end of the day, what this really goes off of is the younger generation that's seeing the actions of the of the generation that's in there now and take that more so for hopefully the next eight years for whoever it is on you know the next platform compared to what we just went through for four years. That almost seemed like 16 years, you dig? So I'm just hopeful that whoever's there, uh, we just got to show that because let, let's just be honest, man. It's It was almost... You know, it was almost body armor and strap up moment. You know what I'm saying? When dealing with that guy in the office, that's, that's just what it was. Some people were already doing that. I'm about to say, yeah. almost. <laughs> right. well, I, 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 I wasn't trying to put myself out there because I, I, right. I, I would have started. Almost. Right. 
I would have started with the vest on that I got that, you know what I'm saying, would have just been like, this is, you know, where I was ready to take it if right. we had to go through it again. Because you realize, like, all that, just like I said, it's just brewed up, man. It's, it's, it's anybody who's experienced racism on any level has, has an understanding of that is fueled from within. And that's just not a, that's not a, that's not a button. That's something that that has been soiled in that person for over time, and you realize that it's so far seen that it is it's nothing that you can do to really change that mindset of that person that you're just against me just because of the way I look, the way that I rock with somebody else. And again, the younger generation seeing that and and thinking, you know, I, I can't imagine <laughs> how I say the. Uh, <laughs> the privileged ones that saw him for four years and, and just doing like this, waiting, waiting their turn because they, they're going, they're going to bring it back up again. And, and let's just be honest. We are going to see it again. Real quick. I, I think pops must've got uh, tired of waiting that two minutes. We had to wait. Cause I haven't seen him in the comments. He must've checked out. <laughs> Hopefully oh. he didn't do a D nice and you know, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> but I was going to say, I think when it comes down to this game, the, the politician game or anything, well, you have to be a salesman, right? You have to convince me why this product is good for me and why it's going to last me. So it's it's like these guys are trying to sell you a Cadillac with no engine in it, right? You know, and one sold me the Cadillac without the engine because I believe it's going to run and it's going to run well, right? The other one is trying to sell me the Cadillac. He's like, eh, you know, it's there. I'm not going to buy that. I mean, he, he he didn't put, he's not put anything for it. I mean, there's no sales pitch behind that. But, and that's the way, and that's what I'm trying to figure out how the two salesmen work, right? The one salesman gets, he puts you in a Cadillac, no engine, and you feel like you're going to drive off and you're going to go miles with it, right? The other one, you're not going to believe him, but there's, a couple of people within there, right? Within, in his sales pitch, that you're gonna, he's gonna make believe that coronavirus was, you know, he he didn't he didn't cause four hundred thousand deaths. That the election is gonna be rigged one way or another. Whether he if he loses, it's rigged. If he wins, it's not. He's gonna. He, that's what I don't get. Like, there's gonna be certain amount of people that buy that buy into that cat, like. How did why'd you buy that? And you knew there was no no engine in it, right? Because so, if you could see other people suffer, then they feel better about their mediocre lives. And that's that's the facts. That's real. A lot of people treat it like it raises them up to knock someone else down when in reality, that's not how it works, dog. Right, right. Um so I don't even did, think I did a grab. I'm gonna put that guy's face up. But what do we believe? What is next for for Trump? Charges. As if, as if we really care. Yeah, that's the only thing I care Please, about. Man. Hold that Bama accountable. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. I think I, I can't remember if I think we spoke on it uh, in the uh, in the text, but you know them understanding people that they should still pursue the impeachment, right, or just the way the, the that it's going is understanding let's everybody that went to class and actually stayed up and paid attention because he's now a former president he still receives intel so you know what he's going to do 
because he's going to say, what, Joe didn't make move when he could have. You know, I get it. I see it. I, You know, it's going to be one of those things. Then he still gets paid from us. And guess what? The Secret Service still has to watch this nigga. Like, you know, like that's the part where I'm just like, here are the things that we can do. It's like finish the sentence. Finish the sentence. We got to. If not, it just it further shows that we are just like, oh, he's gone and and we're not going to hear from him again. I truly hope people really don't believe that this fool is not going to be still talking. Really. But like, his platforms have been taken away and I don't know if they're going to give it back to him. So like, I'm, but I'm just saying like, right now, communicate. He has to find a way to communicate and and get back within the ranks of a party. Like, the Republicans don't want him at this point. I mean, they, they want his votes, but you know, there's still one or two that may back him just because they want the votes. But nobody cares about this guy. You know, he can do nothing for them now. He can't sign policies for them. He can't put you know whatever bring anything forth. Any bills for because he he has no power, right? And if, if he goes to jail, well, let's talk about taking all that away. Like they may take his his detail away from him, right? And they may take um I me mean, to the point where he I mean he still believes he can run in another four years. Now that is belief. That is that is somebody who truly believes in themselves. But I don't see. I I'd rather see charges and adios, but. He's he's probably gonna skate one way or another, but I, I, my hope is that silenced for for forever, and we don't know what he's doing, and he's just gonna go away, and that's that's gonna be his demise that he can't he, he can't be arrogant to himself in front of the world. He's prepping the next one. I'm just calling it now. He's prepping the next one. It's already. I don't been think a- he's that smart. Yeah, well, I, well, I'm not saying not saying him. Russia's got gotcha. they're, they're planning it. Right? Not not him specifically, right? But let's let like I said, call it what it is, right? All the stuff that he kicked for four years, there were so many people behind him, so many aha moments. I felt this way for a very long time. It takes one person that is still sitting in some sort of office that hid behind all of this while it was still going on to show that ugly head and to still say I got 74 million that's going that's going to vote for me as soon as I act or say exactly what he said because they going to want to say we got to get back in there and he said we're not over we're not done yet because it's somebody else waiting in the wind just to be like if and if that person says I think we're ready and we're going to go kind of be like nip <laughs> you know if they really going to go they they might they might just go you know but that's the difference. It, so it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, uh, I, I need to see him. I, oh. I want to see this fool on TV. I want to see him because when he's not doing it, I think that's too much behind the too much behind the scenes, behind the table of him gearing up to do whatever he want to do. And he's going to try to find his way back in there or at least at least push his thing on somebody else and be like this is what i this is what i was trying to tell you or this is how you can get this done because when i was in there this is how they tried to play me at the end so you so this is what you should do tonight so you won't get into that mode it's it's there see the thing about trump is a bit he's a bit of an anomaly than uh compared to the other uh politicians because he was on tv for so long he already has name recognition 
he has a personality, you know what I mean? A bigger, a bigger than life personality that most politicians just don't have that in them. You know what I mean? So I just, it takes a special case of the blatant racism plus the like TV savvy in order to make that work. Like if, if Mitch McConnell would just would be racist like Trump, he would not be in office. Like people, he, he, he's, he would turn people off. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just something about Trump's ability to be likable to some people and the racism that's just like a double cheeseburger to them. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so I just think that like <laughs> that he's just a special case that you just can't easily replicate the the playbook. You need you need that name recognition and that ability to be likable by a certain segment in order to make that whole thing work. And they completely underestimated that guy. Completely underestimated. And, and I, I'll play off you. I'll play off you real quick, Superfly. I think that I, I honestly don't think that he by his actions, you could tell he didn't give a shit about politics. It was a bigger stage to be on TV anytime he wanted to be to feed the ego. Again, he's recognizable. Like Apprentice was a huge show for a lot of people. A lot of people love that. And then a lot of people was buying off the aspect he's a businessman. So he could talk to you like, I'm going to, you know, bring this money to you. I'm going to do all this. I'm going to think about, you know. And he, he didn't, all these people that he told he was going to do stuff for, he didn't do anything for. And it's just a bigger platform. The presidency gave him the biggest platform in the world to say whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. And you know what? The crazy part is he, I don't think he used Twitter more than he, he had the opportunity. He could go live as a president at one o'clock in the morning if he wanted to do it. And this dude decided to tweet. So he he's that dumb to the fact that he didn't use it right. Imagine if he knew how to use Instagram, man. God. <laughs> <laughs> Levels to this. Like he, he was still stuck on Twitter. If he knew about Instagram, <laughs> we might be done, man. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, I think it's, I, I think all of that plays in, in, in a part, but I also believe that, make no mistake about it, though, prior to him being in that position, there was that politician that didn't have to do all of that to get in that position to still run that type of scheme that was being run for years before. You dig? So that's why I'm saying for me, I, I, I know that it still sits there. It's still in that chambers. It's still you know, in that, in that velocity of, it's just a matter of understanding, you know, it's like, you know, it's one of those things you got to call it out because now, because they, they, they made themselves visual Mm -hmm. more than ever before it was just, I voted on that and the whole party was cool. Ain't nobody seen me kind of, you know, but now they, 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 it's in the forefront. So it's, you, you got to kind of, now know the monster that you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Benefit of the doubt is over, y'all. We calling you out on everything. Right. And like and you said, they revealed themselves. You know, yep. at this point, we know who it is. I mean, you know, Holly is, is has made it clear. You know, you got the... So here's the thing. This is a good question. And I know Mars is in the chat. Discipline for love, you know. Um, who's, who's the next... Who's next up for the Republican Party? Like... Obviously, Trump thinks he's been running four years, but if it's not him, who who's the next one? In, I mean, is it Cruz? Cruz think he's going to get that? It's a good yeah. question, man. I got no idea. 
That's what it, you got to be a special. It takes it takes that like Cruz and McConnell. Them dudes don't have the it. You know what I'm saying? That's why they will always be in the background doing some shit. Like you got to have that it thing. It's probably going to be a woman, maybe a black man or a black woman who's willing to to do that. You know what I'm saying? And and they'll they'll elevate them and get them in position because the I don't know if the Democratic Party now can run with a person who is not marginalized from now on for i think i think the 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 two white male that's that's done with man like people aren't aren't going back anymore to that unless they're just crazy qualified and just good at what they do i don't i don't foresee the democratic ticket ever having you know what i mean uh two black two white men on it anymore you know what I'm saying? i think it's going to be a mixture in some way I mean, it should be mixed just because that's actually a reflection of what this country really is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think about my family, like I, I'm from a mixed race family. Like to me, this is a ref- like a, our podcast right here is a, a, a more accurate reflection of what most of America is yep. compared to when they got to just white dudes, you know, trying to represent everybody. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of how how I view it. And, you know, it's 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 tough for the republican party right now because they literally had a dude in there for four years who they didn't want to support at least that's what they said but then they still did it bingo they still still did it and so it's like all right dog like well you know for for the ones of us who really, you know, because I've said it before, I when I was 18 and I registered to vote, I registered as a Republican. That's what I like. That's you know what I knew. But I know that actually from a policy standpoint, I'm more moderate than anything. So it's one of those things that I think that these last four years have really shown a lot of people who, you know, because I've never I, I'm not one of those people that attaches on to a political party for my like identity. You know what I mean? I'm not, yeah, I I still don't believe I'm going to be seeing people with Biden t-shirts and shit, you know, and like flags and stuff like that's corny. Like I, like, I don't think that people are going to be doing that now, like they were doing for the last four years, but you, you have a lot of people who saw what was going on. And I, these are the conversations that I've been having for the last four years. It's like, yo, I don't want to be associated with a party that even if, say the majority of them are not racist, if they're now viewed as the racist party, if that's just what the optics are, like, that's not good, bro. Like, how, like, how can I reasonably, as a mixed race person who has sisters and a mother that, you know, I care about, I, you know, I got a niece coming into the world, like people that, like, like, that's not the the values, like we were talking about before, he brought up, you know, like talking about like family and some of the other stuff. Like, you know, that, like those are the values that I see and that I want, you know, and that that party has not exuded any of that for four years. And so even for, you know, the people that might be on the fence, like they're going to need to have someone up there that you like for the, you know, for the people like myself who were part of that party and it's like, nah, dude, I don't want to touch that joint with a stick. There, like it, it needs to there needs to be some humility and like some actual like like values real values you know like because 
it's one like the stuff that I want to say about how racists should be treated and what they should like what should happen to them and stuff like that. Like I can't say that stuff on our podcast, man. Like because the one thing that I know is that even and the, the people that ride at the Capitol don't know this. Or they didn't understand this is that just because you have freedom of speech or freedom of expression, you don't have freedom from like the repercussions of your actions. So how strongly I want people who, you know, are racist and, you know, treat women poorly and all that stuff, the way that I want them to be punished. You know what I mean? Like, I know I can't say that kind of stuff out loud, but we like I need someone from like to for the Republican Party to ever get my vote ever again. They're going to need to have people up there that show me real values, family values, stuff that like Superfly has said many times, like align with my, you know, how I think. So, it, I mean, they got a lot of rebuilding to do. It's one of those things that like if, the, if they're just going to be lashing on to racism, if that's just the, the way for them to get back in, you know, like the, the country really isn't going to move anywhere. Like we're literally not going to move anywhere if that's just allowed to be like the, the base of the pyramid for, for, you know, for the conservatives and stuff. Right. I, I think that, like you said, it, it's, it's one thing, you know, running the race, you know, you, people, you, you pull out everybody's cards and all that dirt and then you lose. And now you have to get behind the candidate that won. Right. But how do you get behind the candidate that won that literally he, he one talked about your wife, talked about your dad. He's talked about uh, people with special needs, people who may have a handicap. Like this is what ended up heading heading your ticket into the race against Hillary Clinton, right? And you, and, and I guess it's, it's a generational thing. But just because you don't you don't have to get behind, stand behind this person. Just because right. they won, yeah, you have to work with them, and it, but it's just crazy. And, and I've been reading the comments, and I was wondering, you know, you know, does Pence even want it, right? You know, you're talking about a guy who it's almost like if you playing, it's almost like wrestling, right? He was he was the villain most of the the storyline, and then Trump turned on him and turned everybody against him. And now you're kind of looking at him. Trying to kill him. He's the he's the yeah, dude, person, right? He, he he stabbed his tag team partner in the back. Like he he super he super kicked him like Shawn Michaels did Marty Janae. Like it was pretty bad, right? And like you see him at the at the inauguration, and you know, whether you feel sorry for him or not, I mean, right, like he, he did a lot of stuff within the, the, the four years, or whatever. But you just the, the situation, you're like, man. Like your boy, like Nino and G Money. Like, exactly. Your boy doesn't. Even, your boy doesn't. He had the option. He just opted out. He didn't want to come. He didn't want to deal with all the shit that he dealt with that, that he caused. He didn't want to deal with that. I'm gone. And now, uh, at least you have the decency to go, and you have to sit through it. I mean, great. You were in the line of fire because your homeboy put you in a line of fire, right? Um. So I don't even. Like, I guess now is vacation. You you get a vacation. Pence is gonna go on vacation. Well, he's gonna disappear for a while. I mean, I'm assuming you got to make a move within two years or whatever because that's when everything starts drumming back up. So I don't know. Does he even want it? I would say I, I think that Larry Hogan's gonna take a big a big stab and run at it. 
Um, he probably could. Um, I, real quick, but, I voted for Larry, man, but he is blowing the shit out of me lately, man. Ever since he got reelected, <laughs> he been on. He been on. He on, right? on one, Larry. You better slow down, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think I think going into that though, Cleo, and, and kind of like everybody said, especially piggybacking off of what CV said, um, it, it it's it's that moment, just like how we talked about the Democratic Party, like who are they grooming to be next, right? Well, who? It's almost like who is the Republican Party going to use as a sacrificial lamb? Because that's exactly what it is. It's who's going to be able to take that stab and say either we were wrong or that's how we really rock and that's how you know so so yeah, whatever, whoever yeah whoever whoever that person is that they decide or that says you know what i'll go ahead and i'm gonna try to you know i'll put my foot first that person's stance is going to really play a part in how they move for the rest right because it's almost like either we're gonna get behind them or like CB said, nah, dog. Like we, yeah, that that didn't work out for us well last time. You know what I mean? So, and to be honest, it we definitely need to mic drop this because anytime G Money's name comes up in political, I'm showing my age, right? <laughs> I think I think I think we've reached that. We definitely hit right. everything possible if G Money shows up in the political part of a of a conversation. You dig? <laughs> Absolutely. Chief advisor. Facts. Facts, eh? What, what can he do now? You got somebody who went to HBCU in office. So if anything, that's 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 that should bring spotlight. Uh and hopefully some change to that too. Um real quick, I just want to say something. Um so on the side, I got a chat going with Dozer, right? a guy that me and CB used to work with. He has a podcast too and it's called he has a wrestling podcast. And right now this guy has, if you're familiar with wrestling he has the Godfather on his podcast right now. He has Pimpin' and Easy on his show right now. It's amazing. It's funny. That is amazing. That's crazy. Does he have the girls with him on the show though? Nah, he's just like sitting in the room. And I'm like, I'm sitting here just trying to find out how did that happen? If, if y'all can afford Godfather on your show, like, make this happen. We're just gonna have to have this down on show. But um, yeah, I, I don't. And it, again, I know the, the character of Mike Pence. Like again, like he, a lot of them diss John, and that was that was the hard part too. Like John McCain was very likable in the Republican Party, a war hero, POW, and like the way that. The man in charge, like dog, and just it was a dude that served this country for a long time, man. Put exactly. it in work for real. And I don't agree with all his politics in any way, but I respected that dude and the way that his own party treated him was sickening, man. Now, I, I know what you're saying. I get rude too. That I mean, if you, to be honest with you, let's let's all just say it. That was really that one that you knew. That was the one that you was just like, wow. Like, you diss the man, and then he dies, and then you don't want to draw the flags half staff, bro? Like, you, if, if you can't call nothing else other than I do what I want to do in that moment, and I don't care about nobody else, I don't care. Like, that was the one. I, I know Republicans personally who said that part, that, that hit right there was enough to be like, nah. Uh, there's no way I can rock with that. 
None. None whatsoever. Because, again, how close and how McCain showed humility towards Obama <laughs> after their situation, especially when the one that went viral when the lady was like, I think he's this. And he was, right. she was just like, nah, like that's you got to stop that. That is what we need on the other side and on both sides. And to get yeah. that and to know he would dog a man out like that, especially after he, the man is he wasn't even buried, bro. Like, <laughs> it's, that, that's tough because anybody else would be like, yo, I'm fighting you on, on, on site. On site. <laughs> on site. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we, to, to sum it all up, we, we definitely have a long way to go. Um, you know, we don't know what's next, but at least we have hope for what's coming next. And, you know, one thing that Biden said throughout his campaign was, you know, if he voted for me, I appreciate it. But even I want to work with people who didn't vote for me, because obviously there's something you, that you didn't like within what I was saying. And I'm willing to, we didn't, we haven't heard any of that in, in a long, very long time. And so, again, like I had, I remember voting for John Kerry, didn't, you know, younger, and then Bush wins, right? And voting for Al Gore, Bush wins. And so it's just like, and now when you look back at it, like, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just segue into that real quick because it's so funny that they said, you know, one thing about George Bush is he's going to find Michelle Obama, whatever room man. <laughs> That was one of my favorite things to come out of the inauguration, yo. Oh, man. Anytime they get together, that joint cracks me. And those pictures so from uh, Senior Bush's funeral, he's, like, kissing on a hand. Like, any kind of, like, just meeting. They, he's always close, and they're always talking and laughing, which is hilarious to me. So, that's just, uh, man. We'll, again, wrap it all up. We'll see where we're, what goes on from here. And at least there's this hope of what's going to happen next. And what's happening next? All right. Superfly, so, uh, you're on deck. so we're doing a new segment. Uh, we're going to call it Superfly Spotlight. And um, tonight I'm, I'm going to be spotting things that are probably music related mostly, but just things that um, that I catch either dope albums. This uh, For this go around, we're going to talk about um, a recent podcast. Uh, Ti's podcast, I think I forgot what it's called. Uh, some crazy word he uses a lot. Expeditiously. Expeditiously, yeah, there you go. And he like learns a new word every pod, every show, and interrupts his guests way too much. But this particular episode, he had Shy Glizzy on. So DC, DC's own, um, and it was it was a really dope listen, and it. Um, it was just really cool to hear like Shy Glizzy's maturity and and him is coming into his own as, as a man and hearing his perspective on things. Because I'm I will be you know the one to admit when Shy Glizzy came out and it was just like ten probably ten plus years ago, and he had his videos. He had the guns all up in the videos and just extra hot boy. And I was just like, this dude is going to get locked up or shot in <laughs> about six months. And I just couldn't even like i i didn't want to touch it from with a 10 foot pole, pole i just felt like it was just real negative music and i was just way judgmental on that dude and like listen to him listening to him now it made me go back and just be like yo like i really um underestimated 
his potential. You know what I'm saying? And his and his ability to inspire kids who I probably can't touch or inspire in any way, given my uh, upbringing. So like it really just kind of struck a chord with me just listening to his story and listening to where he is now mentally that it was just like, yo, man. And I think a lot of us are guilty when you see when you're an older dude and have gone through some stuff and then you see like a young knucklehead just doing shit and young kids do, even if it's a little more reckless, like like Shaq Lizzie was hot man. like and, and that's the only way I can put it. But sometimes we got to stop being so kind of judgmental of it and really just try to guide them more as opposed to just, you know what I mean? Putting something on them, um, you know, putting a future on them that, that really you have no idea what they're going to be in in their brilliance. So I encourage everybody to, to listen to that interview, learn a little bit more about shy glizzy. Even if you don't like his music is an interesting story. Um, and he talks about a lot of things from his religion, fatherhood, manhood. It's just a really dope listen. So that's why I wanted to spotlight it. Nice. Um, definitely gonna check it out. I saw it pop up. Um, and look, I still got to finish the last 25 minutes of the Pharrell drink champs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, it's, it's so good. I just can't get through most of it. But then every time I want to go back, it's just I can't focus. And I've, I've been reading um autobiography of Michael Max. So th- there's a lot of things I do in my extra time. So I'm going to put the shot glizzy on the, um, on in the pipe. Exactly. Yeah. I should I should have put the shades on to match the picture, but um (laughs) so so of course this is the is it just e segment. We but you know, New Year, you know, we 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 trying to do something and and I definitely appreciate uh Superfly segment of of that uh of music just bringing a spotlight to it and uh I wanted to piggyback on it this week. Um this is more of a debate, and I'm and I'm a, and I'm gonna leave it just like that. It's a debate because, I, I, and let me say this before we keep going. So going forward, there's gonna be a different different feel. I mean, we're gonna keep the segments where I'm gonna still piss everybody off. Like, don't worry about that. That ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Roy would be so upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roy, Roy is still not gonna side with me on anything I say. <laughs> I appreciate you. You know what I mean? But we'll see. but more more importantly, um. You know, I got a I got a good segue into some interaction from all of you on what I want to do for this segment. And like I said, I appreciate y'all. And I think we got a dope thing going on. So, you know, we're going to try some new things, you know, and that's what it's about, figuring it out. So the debate is this. Now, clearly you see the three labels below. Right. And understand uh, they represent different times. Now, of course, you know, that that. So let me give you the the preference around it, right? Out of the three, right, who had the best run when it was their time? Because you can't say none of them ran accordingly because clearly Cash Money, well, not Cash Money, but No Limit was, was, you know, doing anything prior to, you kind of had Death Row and and Bad Boy running at the same time, but you also had Bad Boy still kind of, you know, going before that and, you know, understanding lineup the way that the consistency behind it because again you can sit there and say clearly you know everybody had their superstar 
if you want to talk about No Limit, you kind of had the mystical and, you know, that sorry-ass rapper uh, that we talked about last week that we won't bring his name up. Everybody had a weakling, but everybody had their superstar. Bad Boy, you know, you had you had Biggie. So, you know, Death Row had Pac. But what I'm saying is the run of what everybody else brought to the table to make that label run, who had the best run? Take Death some time. I already know it's Death Row. You got, like, Death Row the chronic and doggy style if you were old enough was played everywhere no matter where you lived they was banging in little rock arkansas <laughs> they was cranking in in maryland chicago dc california of course like I don't think anybody could touch Death Row in from '92 to '94. Not even Bad Boy. Like and, it, and honestly, to this day, I still think Death Row Records, the top. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing but a G thing. A couple of those singles off Doggy Style are still bigger records than anything any of those other labels put out. Now, if you want to have a if you want to have a discussion, who is Drake? Has Drake surpassed that? Well, that's that's the well, thing. We, we, we don't we have go. to do that, right? We can hold that one for a couple of weeks. Or <laughs> yeah, no, no, listen, listen, no, but it, to, to be honest with you, you know, that was something, like I said, that's the segment I think you and I can kind of uh, collab on and, and, and bring that to light because it understand. I mean, that's that could be a whole show, like right. his body of work and what he's, you know, kind of been able to do. That That's we we would have to join segments, you dig, to, to make that pop. But here's the thing. And the reason why I asked this. It, I think it's and it's good to hear it from your side, being more so the you know the East Coast, right? And I understand everybody on here, mainly from the East Coast, except for me, the biasness that's definitely spewing through the death row. I think, but is it nostalgia based upon how old we were when it happened, and that's why we feel that way? Because again, I feel like you have to really kind of take a look at No Limit and understand like their drop for every I mean every month every week almost seemed like that that was unmatched I'm I'm be honest with you during the time it was definitely crazy like it was pretty much unprecedented but I mean between the four of us you know we we can think back to to, to this point in time right like the younger kids, they don't even know what No Limit Records is, except for the fact that it's a very popular thing for rappers now to rap about. You know, like right. I, I mentioned a tank, got to mention No Limit. Like if you're a soldier, you got to mention No Limit. Like so there there is a legacy there, I think. But um, it's not I don't think No Limit is looked back on in the same way and maybe it's because they're from the south like it, it might just be that that simple um between east coast west coast and the south maybe they're just viewed differently because of that but i think that when you think about the legacies of death row and bad boy like today i think that that you know because there's still people that are gonna hang heavy on you know just biggie and Pac themselves but i think that i mean to to talk about who's you know, probably the most relevant now, we, you know, it's not quite the same, but Uncle Snoop is still, like, he's still, like, the dude. You know what and I mean? And like, two of those record labels at the bottom. 
<laughs> That's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, he's winning out of all of it. You know what I mean? All right. So, my, this is my question. Are we, we sticking to these three, right, in their run? We're not bringing nobody else in this. No, nah, don't. don't okay. And, and then we, are we going, we going hit for hit? Are we just going totality? I mean, Death Row's lineup, Death Row's lineup was huge. Um, but then, like, you got to think about Bad Boy had a huge lineup, too. I mean, and Bad Boy had a, a huge run. And they had the Biggie run, but then they had the Mace run after that. But then after that, they ended up having, like, he had the, he had the R&B run, too. I mean, with, with a lot of, with some of his artists. Um, hell, even. And then, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm sticking between no, I'm sticking Bad Boy and Death Row. There's no limit to me. They, they put they had content. They put out a lot of content, but not all of it. There's no to me. There's no classics. There's not enough classics within the that that record label. And uh, I didn't say they didn't have classics. There's not enough classics to go between Bad Boy and Death Row. They don't have an All Eyes on Me, a Chronic, or a Doggy Exactly. Style. Exactly. But, or even I don't even. They don't even have a. Um, nah. See. What's the No Way Out? No, that yeah, yeah. First of all, your your Mr. Ice Cream Man is their is their head single to whatever else you put up with everybody else. That's their number one. That 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 song could be played right now, and the generation that's on this podcast is definitely still gonna hit <laughs> as if you it's the first time you heard that song and grunt with the nigga when he grunts. Like let's just be honest. Let's just be straight up. Now, what I'm saying is this: it's just the run. Because understand, I, you can look at the lineup, shake it how it is, whatever whatever you want to call it. Because, again, Bad Boy had the R&B side. Death Row didn't really have it. They had Danny Boy and probably somebody else, but that was it. Their run off of Snoop, Dre, Pac in itself is a run that's never been seen before. And the way that they ran the table was... It was almost like that kick in the door. We not we not waiting no more. We about to show you how we gonna do it and how we gonna move going forward. Whereas the East, like I said, Bad Boy was hanging off of, you know, we got you know we got we got Biggie. Then when something happened, it was like who was next to step in line? Like, okay. Don't hit me with the Mace thing because I'll, I'll definitely. Well, hold on. I mean, that's not that's not forget race. Mace wrote more many more problems. He wrote all about the Benjamins. It's right, but let's but but let's that's the question. Okay, but that's so almost talking thing. about death row, right? Death row. Dr. Dre only put out one album on death row, the chronic, right? Greatest album, right? Only had only had one album on there. What how many albums did Pac put out on death row before he passed? All eyes on me right. Machiavelli. and Machiavelli, right? Okay. Snoop probably has the longer catalog on death row, doggy style, dog father. I don't know what came out the dog father, but then it was the no limit run, right? But so if we're going off of specifics, like what was assigned to that label at the time? So Pac only gave you two albums. And you could tell me all eyes on me and Machiavelli are two of Pac's greatest albums? Facts. Even over um Me Against the World? I'm just I'm Facts. asking. Yeah, I um I will I would I love Me Against the World, but I still think all eyes on me and, and Machiavelli are okay. Okay, period. Smashing. Okay, 
Um, for me, I think some one of the things that kind of pushes it over for Death Row is that back early on, like hip hop and rap was looked almost strictly as an East Coast thing. They it was stri looked strictly as like a, a New York thing, right? So the fact that this record label brought so much attention to the West Coast and was like, yo, they got cats out here that are laying it down too, you know? Like, I think that's something that I think it, for me at least, kind of pushes it in their favor because, you know, they literally opened the eyes of so many people to just the fact that this was even going on. Not And No Limit for down in the South kind of did something similar, but I think that the way that Death Row did it was was just on a different scale like yo hip hop isn't just in new york you know and they're actually crushing it out there and even biggie talked about in his interviews how much the chronic and and doggy style had an influence on him as far as giving him uh telling like teaching him to rhyme slower because before he used to have like a more up-tempo rhyme flow that was similar to like dos effects or some of those guys and really like after he heard the chronic um, and Doggy Style really started to pattern his rhyme schemes after what Snoop was doing. Um, so just to throw that in there. And just the other thing is to me, like the genius of Death Row and just the brilliance of the music. It was like when you put nothing but a G thing on, you hit play. The first time you hear that shit, you know what it is. It ain't <laughs> no like I got to listen to this a few more times. It's like, you, it's, you hear it, it's like, oh, what the fuck is this? I love this. Like, yeah, yeah. It just tastes like Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, like, it's like instant. You know what I mean? You ain't got to listen to the chronic more than once to know you're like, after you, after you heard it the first time, like for me, I was a child and I was like, I know I'm not supposed to be listening to this, but I'm going to listen to this all day, every day. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, the impact oh, was good, man. larger, I think, in with Death Row. Yeah, but that's what Cola, it, and I love man. Bad Boy. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, 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 but that's what it, that's what it's all about. It was the impact that the three different labels had and how their run happened. I mean, like I said, we could have gotten specifics as far as who had the better starting. You know, the big three. Here's the question. Here's a question. All eyes on me. And um. Biggie second on what's the second one? Um, Life after death. They both double albums. They both double albums. You know how I feel about double albums. <laughs> right, oh, so, yes. so, so Superfly oh. can't answer this question. Now it's just down to me and CB. Right. Look, I'm, I'm breaking down these things just because it's not as easy as it it would seem. A lot of people will go strictly death. I mean, no limits. Not even in the conversation. A lot of people go strictly. You probably could put cash money in the conversation more than no limit. Some people are talking about errors, right? No. Uh, Death Row. I agree with Superfly. There's nothing like the Chronic. When you hear the Chronic, there's nothing like it, right? And but when you start playing, and then when you start getting, if you if you dive deeper into Bad Boy, there, there's a lot of stuff there that I'm just saying. I'm sorry, I don't care if Biggie wrote No Way Out. No Way Out is still a classic album. I don't care. I don't care whose name is associated with it. I don't care if it's Puff Daddy or Puff. No Way Out is still a classic album. Listen, I, I'm, I'm starting to regret how much of a brother I call you because 
<laughs> actions right now and how you're really wanting me to debate the difference in the two albums. So, so I'll put it to you like this. And I'll let CB close it out so we can get to the copper drop because we get need to the shoes. Oh, okay, yeah, Colo, <laughs> stick around. Colo, we about to get into the shoes. Stick around, Colo. You so, like this. I'll put it to you like this. For for you to say which album is better, and I would say that I, I'm going to pull a super fly on you and say, knowing the history behind it, right, the two albums, knowing the history around the two albums, the fact that he, that the fact that Pac came out of jail, cut that album in two weeks, lets me know that it that if he had the same amount of time that he put up that that Biggie had on his album, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if you could even put it next to it. Well, well, well no, right there, can't say nothing. CB got put the last word. Put this in the cliff Put this in the cliff notes. Last word. We're gonna re-revisit this. Go ahead, CB. I'm just saying because I got something to say, but we'll revisit. Put this in the cliff notes. CB, close it out. I think that the point that he makes about Pac's album being done basically in two weeks. And it was a double album, two weeks. Like we know that this dude was a machine. Like it's one, like, you know, obviously we saw all the the content that's come out, you know, after he passed and everything like this dude just got in the studio and went to work. Um, and I mean, at least for me personally, Pox album got more run. So for me, that's just how I, I make my decision there is that was, you know, that was the album for me that got more total plays. Okay. All right. And now the shoes, right? So everybody that's, that's here, that they know what this portion is. This is the portion where we turn from trying to be deep, talk deep, politicians or whatever, and we get into something we're more comfortable with, which is sneakers. And so those of you who are new to the show, first of all, like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we've got a couple of new folks here. Uh, but if you're new to this, I just want you, just in case you missed it the first time. I mean, I just can't get over the chop, man. Like, the chop <laughs> is the shit. I knew it like, was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew it. <laughs> the chop is the shit, yo. Um, so, for, for this week's Copper Drop, um, I don't think we featured a pair of Kyrie's on here before. So, this is how we're starting off 2021. Kyrie came back. The big three loss. That was crazy. Calling second Sexton as the man. Um, but Kyrie... Got some new shoes coming out uh, on the 29th. They're doing some a Ray Gum version of the Kyrie 7, which for people that are familiar with just Nike history in general, 
um, history of the dunk and all that stuff. Back in 2005, uh, Nike released Ray Guns and they were super dope. Like, it, you know, it's one of those classic releases. Um, and so they came out with a pack uh, that's been releasing over the last couple of weeks with a pair of Air Raids. Um, there's some forces in there. Uh, and then you got these Kyries, which I think are super cool. Um, the Ray Gun color scheme with like the, the reds and the yellows and then the 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 Martian the alien uh, with the with the laser guns on there. Um, that's to me, that's super dope. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Kyrie shoes. Per, like I've never balled them or anything. Um, but I think it's cool because he does have an affinity for dunks for people that follow him. Um, he does love dunks. So the fact that, you know, I don't even know, if, uh, cause since it's part of this pack, you know, like, I don't know if this was mostly Nike's decision or how much influence he had on there, but I, it's kind of a, a match made in heaven to pair, you know, something that was put on a classic dunk essentially and carry that over into, um, you know, his, his shoes and stuff. So for me, um, this isn't a must cop, but it's something that uh, I am intrigued in, but it's not a must cop for me, but I, I love the whole, the Ray gun uh, aesthetic. And I'm personally more interested in the air raids because those are my jam. Uh, I like them. I, I would I would cop, uh, but I think there's something else that comes out that day that is probably worth more than more of my my sneakers attention means. But if, if I have an opportunity, I will cop. Yeah, uh, I'm in the middle. Like I. I I think I would cop, like you said, for the, the Ray Gun experience. But to be honest with you, I think I saw a different colorway that would that I would run to first before I cop these. And then, of course, I put in the chat that I'm also looking for uh, another pair that, listen, you know, it's not my time. But, you know, uh, I got a problem with Nike marketing dropping uh, shoes on the same day at the same time, making you pick which one you want to try to cop. So anyway, <laughs> right. uh, I'm off right. my soapbox. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna cop those. All right. So I appreciate the theming, and I kind of like that they like kind of dip back into the past flavors like that. I'm not a big fan of the white soul, so that's my only kind of reason why I don't I don't like them. It, does it say Nike Air on the back, or is it like a? I can't tell what the back. Uh, is. They have the Ray Gun. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. But yeah, but no, I think they're, you know what I mean? I think it's a dope concept. I'm just not a big fan of the souls, though, on them. Um, one thing that I wanted to add a, a headline I wanted to save just for this this this, this segment right here. Uh, so let's go back to let's rap real quick, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Could not go this show without bringing this up. Exactly, right? The mystery Dior has been solved. We were trying to figure out who was wearing Dior's at the inauguration, right? And there was some speculation it was Bernie Sanders. Let's be honest. It, was, it wasn't <laughs> Bernie. Uh, comes to find out it was um, Vice President uh, Kamala's brother-in-law, I believe. Yeah. He, he had them on. Um, and what a way to what, what a way to floss. First of all, inauguration is very prestigious. Like you, I mean, but you're wearing like a a thousand dollar plus shoe anyway. So I guess it didn't go into the suit and went to the shoes. Right. But, uh, I just, just thought this was news all over the place. Like 
once people figured out what those were, headlines everywhere. Uh, Vice President's uh, brother-in-law wears $1,000 shoes to the inauguration. And it's funny because it's like, those yeah, no, you right, can't huh? get them for a thousand dollars. Well, yeah, right? yeah, 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 about to say that. These joints go for like ten. So you know, yeah. like it's it was so like shout out to Bobby Hundreds because he was the one that solved the mystery by tweeting at me, uh, Mina, um, Kamala's sister. You know, just like you know, it's like is that. Is that is that Nick? And she was like, Yeah. She and she she was so funny when she tweeted me. She was like, you know, I, I get off Twitter for like an hour or two to pay attention to the inauguration, come back, and her husband's the number one thing trending on Twitter. You know? Exactly. exactly. It's the power of sneakers, bro. I respect it. The culture is exactly. strong. Exactly. Um, all right, so I'll go first since I'm up. Um uh, been holding on this one for a while. Nice. So, you know me, huge Vans guy, also a huge Anderson Pop um, fan. And so these these were easy. Easy top. Crazy. We got the um, furry. Suede? Yeah, it's got like that huge transitional like suede going on right that. there. Sprayed them down for sure because these things get wet, they're ruined. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Too, Exactly, man. These things are super comfortable. I think they can put a different cushion in it for, for basic vans. Oh, the sick too. But um, what's yeah, the, man. What what's the uh, what's the um, the aesthetics on the back? The yellow because it looks like it's a different uh. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's all got that like, oh, like long hair suede. That's fire. Yeah, it's like that Muppet feel. But these guys, man, I rocked them once thus far because I just had to. But uh, and then the bottoms are that. Yeah, I like that. It looks it's an icy green in person, but yeah, a little yeah, icy. Yeah, but these joints, man, you know, those just one. The whole collection is actually fire. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but yeah, the uh, who's up next? I'll go ahead. I can rock. I'll do it before before CB shuts the game down. Uh, <laughs> we gonna keep it. We gonna, not we even gonna going old. crazy this week. We gonna go. We gonna go old. Old. Her niece's uh, uh, husband. That's what it was. Niece's husband. Right, right, right. Old, but I wanna I wanna see if everybody collected the collection as they came out and understood where they they were based off of. Mm. Mm. Those are the six rings. Is that what those six are? rings? Yeah. But these were the these were the Utah six rings, right? Because again, he made Eddie. he made sure. To piss on the teams that he has, that he's beat. What more to come out with the color that you win against, and then also drop your stats all over the shoe on the shoe, right? right. On the shoe. Yeah. I had to, Eddie. had to get him. I had to. I don't know if y'all ever seen the the big jaw. You know the the guy out in Cali who does the skits. He um he has a character that he does. Well, that his boy does called Petty Eddie. So well, if you ever get a chance, watch those kids. Petty Eddie is hilarious because he's petty as shit, though. <laughs> uh, Superfly, you come to play? I did, um, and I'm okay. I'm super excited. I didn't I haven't come to play in a while, so this yeah. one is um, a special. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah, now I know what it is. So. Um, 
So I'm I'm jumping out on a limb and I'm just gonna go ahead and call these the the number one shoe of 2021. You said that in the chat. I gotta see them in person. You gotta see them in person because I don't even think the video is will do these justice. <laughs> For real. Hey, I don't know if y'all can see the like 3M on the um yeah on yeah, the flying okay. material. Crazy. There's like all kinds of translucent stuff going on, light reactive stuff going on behind this yeah, bar. Yeah. Like the the bottom of the shoe is translucent on some like avatar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the glow in the dark. There's like all there's some see through stuff in here that you can't even really see like that. Let me see if I can try. Heard they were mad on. comfortable. There's like all kind. I ain't even try them on yet. I, there's like all kinds of like messages on the side of them and shit. It's it's just a crazy <laughs> shoe. Like, nice. and this is a this is this looks blue on camera, but it's actually purple. Okay. So they fade from, you know what I mean? Yeah, that that gray crazy. to purple or whatever. Crazy detailing. Like there's some like bubbles and stuff in here with messages oh, in them. You know what I'm saying? So this is the LeBron 18 and Bape joints. Uh, a, a crazy shoe though. I think this to me for me this is gonna be the shoe of the year. Yeah, and I that, there's a couple of colorways in that 18 that I I'm I'm holding on to try to get because they're still still available and uh yeah that that shoe right there is bomb. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. As a uh as a soccer fan, as a football fan, Mbappe is the man. So like him and him and LeBron coming together for a collab like that, like Nike, yeah. they they did their thing. They did. Their Let's thing. talk about how Kevin Durant is like the stepson of Nike right now because his shoe, his last past couple of shoes, they've been hitting on nothing, man, and they are horrible. Um, I don't like a lot of the Nike signature models right now. If I'm going to be honest, like I think that the dudes that have them are good enough to have their own signature shoe, but like. I'm not actual like the PGs. I don't think look great. But I, I, I was telling you guys like I don't. I don't really care for the Kyries too much um, in general. Uh, the Giannis joints, I think, or whatever. So I think that it's from a signature shoe standpoint. Like who's who's really killing it right now with their own signatures. For real, you know what I mean. It's probably LeBron. Like, yeah, I, like he, I, I can't think of really anybody else. His player exclusives are ridiculous too. The ones that you that we don't get a chance to get that he just has on feet during the, to come to the game. Right. Mm -hmm. To come to the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, wow. So yeah. we're not even going. We're not going crazy this week. Okay. Um, regular, but I did theme it up. Because uh, I tried to bring gear so, with but, but, but I was not, like, let me slow down. But don't get too crazy. <laughs> like, so it's not it's not what we have been talking about in the chat, but the color scheme is the same. Mm. These are the South Beach 98s. Mm. And you guys know that I'm one of the few people on planet Earth that actually hype up the 98s and stuff like that. So um <laughs> from like these shoes are dope. I actually took these to Columbia. Uh, I went to a bachelor party in Cartagena and I knew I had to go through the Miami airport. So I brought these with me, wore them through the airport and you better believe all the flight attendants thought these were dope. And I was like, yes, 
Exactly. <laughs> Miami, exactly. The reaction I was hoping for, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, these are, you know, Air Max 98, you know, one of the uh, forgotten stepchildren of the Air Max line. Um, they got the same cushioning as the 97s. And to me, the, the side profile on the 98s is just crazy. Like, I just think that it's super dope. Um, and the color scheme with like the, you know, like I said, it, it matches with, with the Griffey. So you can't go yeah. wrong with that. No, not at all. Dope, dope, dope. Um, all right, real quick uh, before we get out of here. Uh, if you haven't liked and subscribed yet to the channel, make sure you do that. Um, next, first of all, let's let's give uh, E from the OT show a shout out. Happy birthday, E! Birthday, um, yeah. My man had a a rough 2020, but you know we, we're on the better days for 2021, and that's a good segue. Um, e will be here next week with um, Chef Aaron Watson uh, promoting the BBW season two, season three, whatever. Uh, they'll be here next week promoting that. Um, and I, you know, I guess officially we could count that as a podcast series that we want to launch since it is a podcast and we can try out our format we want to try. So, uh, starting next week, we have a new series we want to un uh, unveil. Uh, it won't be a weekly thing like the Black Business series was, but maybe once a quarter or so, we'll do a podcast spotlight. And so, we're un unrolling um, a podcast series. We're going to invite a podcast on. And we got a couple uh, some special things uh, lined up for them. So next week will be BBW. Um, shout out to my boys from the Hot Seat Podcast. Sean always in the comments. Um, they just started their All Black Everything series. So check them out on Spotify. Uh, let's get through some of these comments. Facts. Uh, yeah. Um, shout out to. Patty Cake Piper, one first of all, very loyal to the show, and also like uh, Patty Cake Piper has a another business she launched, and uh, we'll we'll get her on here for the Black Business Series to to kind of chat about that as well. Um, she's doing big things, and and last time she was here, she told us that she had some things lined up. So uh, we got we got to revisit a few a few folks that was on here last year, see what they were doing. But 2021 has got some some big things in store. Um, and if you don't know, find us on YouTube. Obviously, we're live, IG, Facebook, Google Play. Uh, we're gonna get that Spotify going this year. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know somebody who gold that can be for the first quarter, right? <laughs> but uh, that's it, man. I uh, appreciate you, fellas. Appreciate y'all for watching. And um, we get something else, y'all. Peace, peace, peace out.